<laughs> I'm trying to hum and harmonize with the meditation music. Oh my god, we're back. For some reason I've been create um hold on. Um for some reason I have been creating a lot more podcasting episodes, but I like it a lot and I've been on a mini break from YouTube. Um cuz I've been studying like new equipment and like how I want to elevate my channel because my videos I should say so I've been taking a break but I've been creating more podcasting episodes and every time I come back I'm like oh it just feels nice hi sovereign family soul sovereign soul family I forget that part sovereign soul family okay let me write that down hold on soul family Welcome to the 88th Dimension. If this is your first time here, my name is Kayla Sierra, 88. 88. <laughs> I am a Brooklyn-based spiritual development artist and also everyone's favorite witch from the moon. <laughs> Today is April 4th, 4-4, so we're in the portal, y'all, and it's 2-11 a.m. We're in the portal. Today is 4-4. And it's, I don't know why I want to talk about degrees. Like, it's 41 degrees in Brooklyn. Feels like 35. Because usually when I do a video, like an audio recording, it's the middle of the night. And it's going to be cold as fuck. Um, I'm grateful that we're here. That I'm able to share with you all. And I hope we can continue to look within express without and love truthfully oh and live truthfully i'm sorry i can't even read my own handwriting and live truthfully that is the core of ascension let's get into it so i don't necessarily have a draft for um this episode because this is very random and impromptu but I needed to do this and we'll just create the draft as we are chatting so I don't have any astrological insight other than the fact that we are literally at the new moon in Taurus Gemini Aries season sorry my ears been clogged all day um like trying to unclog it and it's killing me um so that's the only astrological insight that i feel that i can share and talk about because it's all i know in the moment but yeah when i like it's interesting because astrology like the of course the astrology moves in its own way right um as a collective it's pretty consistently like moving even though it feels like the matrix will make it feel like um, everything's happening rapidly fast. And it is. It's still like those outer planets, Uranus, Pluto, Saturn, take much longer time to orbit the sun. Just an orbit for themselves. If it takes a couple of days for the moon to move through a sign and it takes Saturn a couple of years, you know what I mean? 
Like, it's not really much genuinely going on in the collective. It just feels like it is. But time is literally subjective. Like, I, that's the second time I said that today. It's, like, subjective. It's objective. It's relative. It's, like, it is a total man-made construct that has no grounding or footing on anything. But what man decides. Like, all the way to the point where it's different times across the world. Now, who said? Just be no, we're not basing it. I'm not talking about it based off of what the sun and the moon is doing in the sky and what time of day it is, because it doesn't matter. We created the numbers that correspond with the time of day, so it's all subjective. And then you think of all the things that you do and the time that it takes to do those things, and it's like it doesn't matter. Why did I bring that up? Oh, because it's an astrological insight. All right, moving on. <laughs> so now we're in a moon. We're in a new moon phase. So this is the energy right now. And over the last few, I'm gonna say we're almost at the halfway peak of the year in June, July. We still have a ways to go, but um, we're at that peak. We're almost at that peak. I mean. And this year has been, up to this point, this last four months has been entirely emotionally and spiritually chaotic as fuck for me. And I remember, like, when we talked about the New Year portal and how all that energy is going to unravel upon itself. And I remember, for some reason, I remember a one reading that I've, we've done for the collective in particular that um, I talked about love and how this year is the sixth year energy remember 2022 as up to six and so um that's the year energy and we talked about how we would be working on what unconditional true euphoric like 5d like five dimensional higher conscious love means for us individually and collectively and that will be the focus for the year um and then you talk about how the transition the transition started towards the end of last year. So the so this is how I'm looking at year the year right now. If we think about the halfway peak point, because now it's time is subjective, so we can look at it any way we want. We think about the halfway peak point in June, July, um, is when the energy of the year, the synergy of the year, the numeric energy of the year peaks. So we started to feel the five energy halfway through last year. It's peaked in July of 2021 and then it started to um, transition into the six. So for the last six months of last year, we started to feel the six energy build up. Okay, valid. And now it's moving into an energy of peakness, right? So it's been like on fucking go on green on brightness on you know like for months now six energy if you don't know what six is do i have to read it for y'all all right i was i was gonna tell you to google it that's my that's my favorite thing like if i talk about something that you don't know what the fuck i'm talking about just google it <laughs> and then do some um meditation to channel what it means for you because that's all that matters so six is sociable and communicative um relaxed and welcoming atmosphere it's home it's 
um, protective, it's harmony, it's love, it's Venus and Earth synergy. It is creative, it's popular and loving, it's gentle, beautiful and peaceful. I said that already, I think, fortunate. Um, oh, this was has emotional challenges, lack of self-care, overhelping, which can lead to burnout and resentment. Okay, definitely something that I understand. Um, oh, this was nice. Responsibilities, sympathetics, idealistic possessiveness. So, you think about a Cancer, think about a Virgo, think about a, you know what I mean? 666, think about the energy of the Lucifer, of the Satan, the Satan that if the story is because, okay, quick sidebar because I have no idea what I was talking about before. Oh, the peak energy and what we're moving into in six in terms of six. If the story is that, so I, there's a couple stories. The first story that I genuinely um, relate to is the story of Lucifer or Satan being the fallen angel, one of God's angels, and he's fallen. Because how could we ever really say that God and Satan is the same, is of the same synergy, on equal frequency, like planes, if? God is like the highest for force and Satan is just another branch off of God. Like it's not like he is or it is next to God and no one said that God is goodness. Like who says that? Like, okay, God is good. Yes. But God is also bad. I'm air quoting good and bad. Like it's both synergy is all synergy. Devil is just another manifestation of that synergy. But then there's another story I heard is I went out on a date with the Capricorn maybe like a month or two ago that that the day was nice <laughs> the relationship ended terribly but the day was nice um but um he talks about in comedic synergy and spirituality that god and the devil is of the same because it's good and bad or evil and and what is it good and evil of the sameness but was that a title for something god is good and God, I forget what the fuck I said. Evil is good and good is evil, some shit. But I'm like, I understand that. Like, light and dark is all is the same. But we're not talking about separatism in terms of the names that we've created. God and Satan. It's not God and Satan. Satan has a counterpart, but it's not God. I'm telling you, it's not God. But anyway, why did I bring that up? Don't even know. So, oh yeah, 666, because that's the number of Satan. So so they say, but 666 is like higher love consciousness. Like, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we're focused on is love. So, I've been like, I have a crush on this guy. I like to say that because it's cute, because I don't really know him that well. Um, and I haven't like really gotten into like physically knowing him and like you know hanging out with him so it's like a crush like it's like a guy that I like he's cute I think he's a little funny he's a Scorpio okay so for some reason Scorpios always activate or ignite the the shadow side of me I'm not gonna talk about this for everyone they have a tendency to do this for for everyone but because i'm a cancer and we are cousins and sisters in a way there's there's a um resonance with 
this water synergy and what it can bring out of you because water signs do that like okay it's not telling me that it's recording in my notifications bar and it used to do that because i'll be talking i don't know if it's recording when i'm not in the app anymore 222 all these tools on my clock that's my number for love higher conscious love um so they they tend to bring out like when i i dated three scorpios in my recent past i can remember it all brought out a side of me that was hidden from myself and when i bring when it comes out is like another dimension of healing so in this recent one um i started to feel how what is the pathway it went like so i so he kind of he called me out on it because what was happening was that i was feeling like he wasn't interested in me because he wasn't like i'm used to guys being a lot more uh like 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 higher enthusiasm to get to know me it comes with like my leo energy that's all through my chart that's like you have to love me like to your highest max if you don't love me to that to that max then i don't think you love me at all i said that before like a while ago so because he's been chilling and it's just naturally like him based on the synergy of his chart and just off of like i have no idea what else whatever reasons he has to be chilling um and i'm like well you're not really feeling me because you're not on me you're not press 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 cardi don't need no press no i need the press <laughs> so i so that made me feel erratic because i'm like well if you don't like me but i like you but something's drawing me like you're magnetizing yourself like a magnet i feel like a magnet towards you oh, how can i feel like this magnet towards you because i usually don't give a fuck i usually don't care but for some reason i care and when i when these things happen to me like when things happen when i have certain feelings that i don't normally have i feel very intrigued and i have to stay and i have to figure out i have to you know what i mean um just like naturally like this is not by choice i'm telling you like if i could i would just walk away and not think about the shit but i think about it and it's not like consuming my thoughts, which I think is a great thing. I think it's consuming my feelings more so. And in a reading I was listening to the other day, she talked about um, how we are the cancer. It was a cancer reading. We we've been in the space of like logic, like thinking about how we thinking about how we feel rather than feeling how we feel. And we need to get out of that because that's not a safe space for a water sign to be. And I'm a feeler. And to think about everything, it's like, how far can that take you when you when you know that your feelings guide you a lot of the way? Um, you, this is lends to being emotionally aware and intelligent upon the self, like just in, upon the self. So that's important. Um, so I started to feel like emotionally erratic and chaotic because I'm like, well, you don't like me, so I'm pulling away. But then I'll pull away and I want more and then i'll push towards him and then i'll pull and i'll push towards him and the whole time i'm like thinking like it's him like i'm i'm reacting from how he's acting with me like but then i look back and i'm like he hasn't done anything different 
with how he's treating me. It was really me, like, upset that he's not doing what I want him to do. Okay. He called me out on that shit, too. I was at the fucking club, <laughs> drunk as fuck. He called me out on that. And, like, I don't mind. Like, it didn't make me upset or anything. I like, because I was, like, I was happy that we were having a vulnerable conversation. He's just being honest with each other. And I like that. Like, I like that a lot. But, like, don't call me out. <laughs> don't fucking call me out. But anyway. So, um, that happened. And then today, this is what happened today. So, for some, I don't know what, what, let me think, what activated this. So, I started to feel this massive anxiety come over me. And I felt it in my chest and it was making me want to vomit. And so, I said, so I googled. What made me feel this way? Was it him? Because I mean, the thing is, like, I'll be checking if he texts me. Like, I'll check my phone. I'll check my Instagram, like, just to see if he's watching me. Like, it's crazy. And I'm like, why do you fucking care, bitch? Why do you care? You don't never care about this shit. Why do you care? He's like, you can't even, I can't even attribute it, it to me, to me wanting him to like me because, or no, no, no. I can't even attribute it to how much I like him because I don't have a high threshold of like for him because I don't know him that well. So it's not even about, oh, like, oh, I like him so much. And it's, no, it's not that. It's something else, right? So I'm like, what the fuck? So I started to feel this anxiety come over me about just the whole thing. Like, you know, I reread text messages like, oh, my God, cringe what I said. It's cringe what I said. I find myself, like, always, like, in a giggly, want to be, like, laughing space with him. So I'm always, like, joking. And I like to joke because everything's fucking funny to me. I'm hearing him like laughing, but I'm going back and thinking like, was it even appropriate to be laughing at that time? Like I have no idea. And one of my issues too is like, this is how you this is how you can assess how you feel, right? And you know it's coming from you and it's not coming from someone else. Because usually I'll know when something's coming from someone else. When I was saying that Capricorn, I just remember because when I was saying the Capricorn, I didn't care. I liked him, he was cool, but I was like very much like, well, we taking time, like we taking our time, so it was cool, I'm chilling, right? So when I started to feel like this like insecurity come over me, I'm like, this doesn't belong to me because I feel so secure in this relationship, like it feels so nice, I'm going with the flow for me, you know what I'm saying? So when I had saw him, the last time I saw him, I told him like, I literally start, I feel like this insecurity, like anxiousness coming from you, and it was literally like, I was right, like by the end of the night, I was like literally like... The, <laughs> I was right but this time I'm like this is coming from me like I'm not picking up on him and I and I said that to him a while ago where I'm like I don't feel your I don't feel your synergy and your energy on me like how I felt initially and then also like how I normally feel about people like I can especially with guys like I can feel their I can feel them thinking about me I can feel them wanting me there was times where I could feel them masturbating to me do you understand what I'm saying? And I know it's not mine. It's a lot of twos on this clock right now. And nines. I know it's not mine. But this time I said, this is mine. Like, this is mine. It doesn't belong to him. But there was a point where I said, this, there's something that's also not mine that belongs to him. Um, Was it the enthusiasm? I think it was that. But what else did I want to bring up? I forgot. Whatever. It'll come back up. So... Um, I have to clean. I have to clean so bad. It's just like 
that makes me anxious so whatever i'm like feeling this anxiety lately i've been feeling so much heaviness and so much sadness and pain that's how i know it's mine um but my body is just it was just feeling so anxious and so weighed weighed down and so like like i wanted to vomit that's how i knew like my stomach so based on the sign that you are and looking at the whole chart your your zodiac sign will tell you what body body organ and what body system and center point um is like your greatest like focus and like your most connected you know um because cancer is the stomach like literally like my stomach has always been my thing if it's flat enough it's if it's too big if you know like how i feel how what i'm eating like i'm so sensitive to what i'm eating and i can eat anything like i literally can eat anything and i'm so sensitive you know um so i feel like i want to vomit so i'm like okay this is all on me sorry to feel all this anxiety i feel like i'm like i couldn't get stand up like i'm laying in my bed and i just had no energy to get up and i'm just like overthinking and i'm like oh my god like i feel it coming on now that's how i felt so this episode is going to be about the topic of deconstructing now 21 minutes in <laughs> is about how to deal with this anxiety that comes up now this anxiety that i want to talk about is related to relationships because once I realized how I was feeling this anxiety and how it related to my romance my romantic life I googled I was trying to google like is it normal to feel nervous because I'm supposed to go on a date with him this week and I'm like is it nervous to um the first date okay the first day I'm supposed to go out with him this week we've met through friends and we hung out through friends but this is the first time it's going to be solo and i'm fucking nervous right so i'm googling is it nervous is it normal to be nervous <laughs> about a guy and then all these things come up about relationship anxiety 22 22 22 hello and i'm like oh my god i'm feeling the anxiety right now in my chest i'm like holy crap this is a real thing so i'm reading articles and I'm picking up the synergy. This is how you can read a book without opening it. All you have to do is search and look and read a couple of sentences. And therefore, the answer has come to you now. In your highest ancient conscious Akashic Records mind. Okay? So... I'm Googling and now now here's a name to what I'm dealing with. Relationship anxiety. I'm going to pull up some symptoms that kind of made me scared. Not scared, but you know, it made me nervous. And I was like, holy shit. Um, where's the article that I was looking at? Hold on, let me look. History. Google search, why am I nervous? Okay, so I Google search. Yesterday. I'm going to tell you my Google search. <laughs> Smack butt on beach. I was trying to send him a picture about it. <laughs> found a great picture. Relationship anxiety, 16 signs and tips. So, 
I'm going to read some symptoms of relationship anxiety. We're talking about relationships right now, okay? Um, for example, you, okay, for example, you might worry that your partner wouldn't miss you so much. I miss you much if you weren't around. I don't really feel that. They might not offer help or support if anything serious came up. I feel that. They just want to be with you because of what you can do for them. I feel that. And for men, like men usually lead with sexuality a lot of times. And I'm so nervous and skeptical about that because it's like I've been in situations where that was the only thing and we ended up not going further after it has happened. And I don't mind being sexual early on because I like to use, not use, I don't mean use, but uh, sex is a good way to connect intimately and open up like just like energetic portals in your body and in your heart and your mind and so it's it's a, it's a good tool to use to open up um spiritually for real and so i don't mind having sex too, too early air quoting what, what the fuck is too early anyway um but to, a lot of times men will they don't think that way so i'm always so skeptical when i think that you know that's what they that's when that's what they lead with sometimes and they like to talk about it in subtle or not subtle ways and i'm just like red flag so you know i think that they want me for what i can do for them in terms sexually that's what i think so i feel these things right doubting your partner's feelings for you i felt those i felt that way i'm not calling him my partner i'm not saying they're in a relationship but this is like the latest person that i'm interacting with and this is like what's happening now um, I also felt this. He says, for example, you might avoid bringing up issues such as frequent lateness, things that are important for you in a relationship. I don't feel that way. I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Ignore when your partner does things that bother you, such as wearing shoes inside your house. No, I don't do that. Worry a lot about them getting mad at you, even if they don't seem angry. I worry about that. Um, because... I've been sometimes I feel like he's annoyed with me and I'm like where the fuck does that come from so sabotaging signs of sabotage so now we're getting into fits like 3d physical manifestations of your anxiety right picking up arguments with your partner pushing them away by insisting nothing's wrong when you're in distress pushing them away in general um not that I'm not I don't say when I'm something's wrong and I'm in stress and I'm saying no like no it's like literally just pushing them away in general testing relationship boundaries such as grabbing lunch with an ex without telling your partner i've tested the boundaries before with this person um just to see like what would happen and like how they would respond i don't like that that's sabotage okay um missing out on the good times because you're so in in conscious you're in active like worry and anxiousness so here's reasons why you might be feeling anxiety relationships, <laughs> relationship anxiety. <laughs> Someone cheated on you in the past. That's never happened to me that I know of. Dumped you unexpectedly. Yes. Lied about their feelings for you. I don't know if they lied, but I definitely felt like it wasn't the honest truth. And misled you about the nature of the relationship. Yes, I felt that before. So I feel like something has been, it's, something's coming up in terms of relationships now that i'm communicating with the scorpio that i'm like having to deal with from the past 
So here's some triggers. Low self-esteem, okay? Attachment style. I want to talk about physical... Um. Hey. Physical symptoms. Wait, hold on. I read some and I'll say, holy shit, that's how I feel. Okay, those are... Mm. I'm just reading the bullet points. Okay. Relationship anxiety can lead to emotional distress, lack of motivation, fatigue or emotional exhaustion, stomach upset or other physical concerns. Bitch. I was so nauseous. I wanted to vomit so bad. Like, I'm like, I literally like, I need to vomit right now. Um, fatigue and emotional exhaustion. That's what I felt like. in lack of motivation. I was literally like, I cannot handle this. Like, I had, like... It was to the point where I said, because I stopped smoking. Um, not for Ramadan, but perfect timing. So I was taking a break. And I'm like, this is what I would smoke right now when I'm feeling crazy. And I'm like, see, this is the problem. This is the problem we're having here. So I'm literally having to work, feel through it. And the last time I felt this intense anxiety, I don't know what the fuck I was, what it came up from, came up from, but I remember feeling it. I think I did a podcast episode when it was happening. I'm not sure if I posted it or not, but, um, let me see if it's still recording because this, this bitch is a liar. Yeah. Um. Um, I remember feeling like just out of control. So I feel these things, emotional distress, lack of motivation, fatigue, emotional exhaustion, just like thinking about it and just like feeling about it. And that upset stomach shit, that's what I'm saying. Like you will feel these things in your body. Now you can feel it coming from somebody else. And I could be, it could be that he feels the same way. I cannot say that he doesn't because I don't know because we've only been texting majority of the time. We talked on the phone like once. Um, and see, like those things are like those things trigger me because I'm like, if you're interested, if you're interested, then you would want to talk to me more. You would want to communicate more or see me more. But some people have different ways that they go about their relationships. Like, I'm the type of person that's like, I like you. I don't care to text. I don't care to be on the phone texting and shit. I really, honestly, I don't. Um, Because I don't want to put so much energy into using my phone like that. Like, I use it enough on Instagram as it is. And 99% of the time, I'm using Instagram for business purposes. Like, just expressing what the fuck is going on in my reality to show the world what the fuck I do right um and it's creative and it's fun but it's really like work based like it's a lot of work that goes that's a lot of it's a lot of work intention behind my Instagram usage so in a general sense I'm not on my phone like that like I'm not texting you I don't text I'm not a good texter but I like this person so I'm like okay I'll text because I understand like since um, I was about to say syner- synergetics. I'm um, like some people just like they go about developing their friendships and relationships differently. And if he needs the time to just text and just feel and vibe with me, then fine, I'll do it. Right? 
But these are things that I'm like, I'm the type of person I want to hang out with you. Like, let's establish some foundational baseline, like emotional space right now, some physical space right now, and then move forward from there. Like, but it's been like literally a month since I've maybe like a little bit less. I saw him, but like we since we met, I'm, we haven't been on a date, and that's a long time for me. Like, I feel like that's like you're not into me, you're not. So that's a trigger right there, right? So I'm thinking about that. I'm like, well, if you're not into me, then leave it alone. But I'm like confused in the state of confusion confliction because again everyone handles and does and moves about their energy and their intentions differently and so now i'm looking at it like well you need to chill the fuck out right fine cool so um that's something that i say that doesn't belong to me like i'm being triggered it's the trigger it's the action that's triggering the trigger it's not me per se it's something that it's physically manifesting from i'm like my ear is clogged right <laughs> and i'm just clogged it briefly right now and i'm like the music is so loud and i didn't even realize that until i can hear so i'm sorry if you having issues with the meditation music i just turned it down um, I can't really hear it anyway. Lack of motivation it makes it's it's it stifles you like it kind of like freezes you because you're like fuck I can't like I'm feeling like so out of control internally. I can't do shit. I can't even think straight. Like I literally couldn't think straight. And I'm pacing. I mean, I want to get out of here. And I said that, and I'm literally thinking about the time that I, like I, I talked about this in the podcast. I think the last episode about my um outbursts at home and that was the last time i felt like i need to get out of here i need to get out of here when i say i need to get out of here i realized today i'm like i don't need to leave the home i need to get out of my fucking body out of my mind like it's too much it's fucking heavy i feel the anxiety it's low level right now but i feel it so fucking much dog too much fatigue and emotional exhaustion it's too much and stomach upset, other physical concerns. Let me tap physical concerns because it's highlighted. Oh, it's anxiety. So it's general anxiety. Types of anxiety. And physical symptoms. Headache, insomnia, weakness or fatigue, rapid breathing or shortness of breath, pounding heart or increased heart rate, sweating, trembling or shaking. I was literally trembling today. Muscle tension or pain. Oh my god, y'all. So now that's that's the point that I'm at with um in terms of what I'm feeling. So I'm like, how did I how did I overcome this? I just went to sleep. <laughs> like I have no like so I'm gonna read the article and what they suggested. Why is it not going back? You have a problem with me, dog? What the hell? So I'm going to talk about... I'm going to share what they suggested that needs to happen. I started it before. So this is... Previous relationship experiences. So this is what... I guess can cause it. Contribute to it. Low self-esteem. Which I do not have. (laughs) Attachment style. Which I'm realizing that... 
So what I realized in my since the outbursts and honestly for the past couple months with my family is that I'm being very vulnerable now and honest is that um I was um, been given physical support so I feel wealthy and rich in my home and family like middle class wealthy and rich I feel rich right I am rich but emotionally spiritually mentally support mental support emotional support and physical and um, spiritual support is non-existent in my home and because I've been so, like I because I've always been into my spiritual space and like being curious and always asking questions and always studying these different concepts and synergies and stuff like I've developed and built my own like coven of, of sisters and you know like my own strength and overcoming or, or supporting myself emotionally spiritually mentally and like finding the people who can who can offer that to me i felt like it i didn't miss it um but i realized that the people who i'm closest to don't offer it and they're the ones who i need the most in my moments that you know like so i live with them they see me the most they understand me the most they know me the most so i turn to them the most right but in those moments where I wanted, where I needed, or I turned to them, I just did it naturally, and I needed them. And I look, and I look around, and it's non-existent. It's not there. So there's a video of by Teal Swan. I don't know if you know her, but I follow her Instagram. She's a um, I'm call her uh, spiritual educator, metaphysics counseling. Like she's like one of those girls. Um, women, goddesses. She posted a video today that I was talking about how we can go to therapy to try to figure out why we're so emotionally detached or why we're so emotionally whatever we, we got going on with our emotions and we try to pinpoint a point in time and try to find that point in time where it was where it didn't happen. Oh, when I was eight, my mom did this. Oh, when I was 10, my dad did that, right? That's what therapy is supposed to do and help you with. And like gen- like general counseling, right? But she said there's some there, a lot of times where it comes from, and I understand this as a mother now with my children is that it's not necessarily a moment in time. It's more so, she she called she said it's invisible. It's more so the fact that when those moments arise, the reaction to your reaction. So if you were in emotional distress as a child and you didn't get the hug or you didn't get the support or you didn't get the reciprocated love back. My arm is falling asleep. I'm laying on my side. Hold on. Go the other way. If you didn't get the proper reaction to your emotional expression. It is now embedded in you that you have been neglected. So it's not necessarily a moment in time, but it's like an accumulation of a lack of, you know what I mean? So let me think about it with my kids. I'm being like mad real right now with everybody here. For all my six listeners. <laughs> um, and it's y'all are real as fuck because I know people are listening. Like I listened to my podcasting episode like once back to make sure that 
everything sounds good. I'm always like critiquing myself and just over like going over things, but it's not as many times as it's telling me that it's listened to. So I appreciate y'all for listening. <laughs> but I'm being very honest with you. So in the moments where I don't have the energy to offer um like emotional support to my children when they're going through certain things, though in those moments when I'm not giving them a hug or ignoring them, those things add up to the point where they get to when they're when they're older they get to a point where they'll say i miss something in my life now no matter what i do even if i get them all this emotional support that i could possibly give them um you know i do everything the right way air quoting the right way as a mom there's still going to be things that they miss because they need certain things that i can't give them everything you know um so take the pressure off if you're a mom and you're listening if you're a creator, back to my Saturn and Mother Synergy. I need to get back into that back because I love it so much. Back to the Saturn and Mother Synergy. Like, take the pressure off because you will. You will not do everything right. Um, your kids will need therapy from how you raise them, no matter what. Um, so yeah she talked about that in the video and i'm like it's true it's invisible so i'm thinking to myself like in a general sense it's neglected i've been neglected emotionally and so now i'm looking at attachment style and i'm like crap like what's my attachment style so i'm gonna read a couple that they have here listed um avoidant attachment so the attachment style is it's just a way of like um expressing yourself and receiving love that you develop in childhood um if your parent or caregiver responded quickly to your needs and offered love then you'll be more secure and if they didn't meet your needs consistently or let you develop independently your attachment style might be less secure and let you develop independently is how i was raised like i i just I remember, I remember that pinnacle, like that point in time where I, um, I remember just feeling like, damn, like I have to do everything myself. And I remember telling my mom, like, like I have to like, you know, make my appointments myself and do everything myself. And I remember her saying like, I know you can do it. That's why I don't hover over you or have to do it for you. Um, cause I know you can, I know you're strong enough to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. I remember this shit like yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, that's all good and well. But I still need like that. I need it. I need it. I remember thinking that. And nothing changed, y'all. So let you develop independently. And it makes you less secure. It's a movie with Brittany Murphy called. Don't do this. Don't do me like that, mind. She's babysitting Dakota Fanning. She's a nanny. Fuck. Let me Google it really quick. Cause if cause um, they, they played it at the job that I work at. Brittany Murphy. Dakota Fanning. Movie. Uptown Girls, yes. The little girl, Dakota Fanning's character was she was an independent little girl she is a rich kid and her mom wasn't there for her so she was really like anal and like really independent and just like poor girl now on the outside 
when people looking at me from the outside it looks like I'm independent I'm confident I'm like you know like overly confident which I am but like just in general sense overly confident I'm secure I know exactly what I want and what I'm doing from the outside that's what it looks like from the outside but on the inside it's it's much more insecure than you realize that you have to be so independent that you don't let other people help you or that you have a hard time accepting support or that you are in emotional distress and relationship anxiety <laughs> so here's some in, insecure attachment styles that they bring up here these are not all the attachment styles so the first one is avoiding attachment could lead to anxiety about the level of commitment you're making or deepening intimacy so avoiding attachment is like you are avoiding you being emotionally unavailable you're avoiding a lot of emotional connectivity you don't make the commitment and you don't deepen the intimacy anxious in- attachment on the other hand can sometimes result in fears about your partner leaving you unexpectedly so you have abandonment issues in that i'm definitely a cross between the two because i think about like my father and like men in general and even kitty's father and i'm like there's a there's this like curse that's like being abandoned by the father figure which is interesting because if you think about the father figure and we talk if we consider God to be and the Son to be Father Synergy. Um there is no abandoning. You understand what I'm saying? That God is always there, which is what I want to teach Kitty. Um, <laughs> um which is what I want to teach Kitty. Is that God is your father. God is always there. Um, but yeah, hold on, let me go back to the so yeah. That's the attachment styles. You question the relationship, you question the commitment of the other person, you question they like you, and it's wild. So you can overcome it. Yes. These are the ways you can overcome this relationship anxiety. And I guess anxiety in general. Maintain your identity. Yes. Be who you are and be who you are always. Do not try to bend and mold, excuse me, to what you think your partner wants because you're usually wrong. Be who you are and be who you are. I, this is like helping me calm down because I'm going to always be who the fuck I am. <laughs> so that's helpful. Try being more mindful. Um, in the in the present moment, focusing awareness on what's happening in the present moment without judgment. So that's one thing I know I need to work on because even like in texting, I'm like, what's happening here? Like, this is what's happening here. Like, no, you don't know. When negative thoughts come up, you acknowledge them and you let them move on. And so that's that's the thing about letting so we are now in a space where we need to start flowing with what's happening with us. Like, it's not even a point of, like, someone posted today, a friend of mine posted, a friend of, a boyfriend of a friend of mine asked, what they, what do you do to be, to stay consistent? And I'm like, honestly, I feel like 
we need to change the definition of consistency because we're consistent like this in general sense of people we get up and we go to work every day like baseline shit like we wake up we brush our teeth we wash our ass we eat food we interact with our family we make love we have children we we show up in all these different ways consistently that like we're starting to overlook it because we're not creating content or we're not you know actively showing our face in certain areas certain experiences or because we pull away we go into hiding sometimes we don't have the motivation and we think that's lack of consistency and it's like no it's natural flow it's natural flow you cannot be on and you cannot go all the time you have to rest you have to stop sometimes you cannot keep going all the time you have to stop and that's the mind you have to stop the mind you have to stop the mind you have to stop be mindful be in the moment be in the now and do not judge it sit in your neutral space you know we talk about this all the time when you're neutral in your zero point and you can either in terms of i should say um, emotional reaction and responsiveness you can either be super happy super sad super depressed super content super excited super not you can go up and down think about the new the the scale the timeline or the a number scale where it starts at zero and then you go up positive numbers and you go down negative numbers right you're gonna always skate on both sides of the scale of the fucking chart but you always have to find your neutral space and that is in the middle of mindfulness if you allow yourself to be aware of what's happening right now in the moment and you do not judge it and if something negative comes up you say okay i see you negative thought goodbye right practice good communication that's a plus and i genuinely enjoy that he likes to communicate even if it's through texting for the most part it's still good like we can still communicate how we feel using i statements can be a big help during these conversations don't be like you 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 have you ever communicated with someone about something serious and they're doing the no well it's you well it's you it's you that's it don't feel good because it's like well bitch do you really fucking know that it's me (laughs) like how do you know you don't and act and avoid acting on your feelings so one thing for sure i can say in terms of myself is that like when you have this impulsive energy to like do like over text or like say certain things or ask certain questions that you know it's like coming from a negative place within that's like coming from your triggers that's like happen like you your the impulsiveness impulsiveness comes from this anxious activation you're like i need to express this i need to get this out of me i need to get out of here and so you impulsively act when you feel these impulses try to distract yourself with deep breathing or a walk or a jog or a quick phone call to a close friend and i've been trying to do that like reach out to friends because i'm like i'm tripping right now i need to talk to someone um, and then that's the whole like relationship anxiety. If we're going to talk about it, it's not only romantic, but also with friends too, that I've been feeling like neglected from my friendships. Cause it's like, I, I personally don't want to be a burden, but also when I do want to be a burden, 
I'm just like, there's not any, really anyone here that I can share my secrets with or talk to. And it's like so much bigger than me. And it's me, you know? And then the final thing is talk to a therapist, which is a plus. They'll help you understand your own thing, each other's feelings and needs. And you can hear each other's. Oh, this is counseling. Like, this is couples counseling. You can help each. You can hear each other's experiences without judgment or defensiveness because you have a third party there to help regulate the synergy. And it shows you care. Show you care in ways that will soften or calm the anxiety. Um. So yeah, those. That's what that article talks about. It's a nice article by Crystal Ray Pole from Healthline.com. So yeah, that's what I've been dealing with lately. <laughs> yeah, I'm Kanye West's muse. <laughs> that's what I've been dealing with lately. Um, and I hope those that was a nice like I'm about to end the episode because it's almost at my time. But um, yeah, I hope that helps. You resonate with something there, of course. But. I'm definitely having to go through these waves and these emotions because it's, I had to go back to, I wouldn't say square one, but you know, diving deep again and again and again, just to pull shit out. Like I have a deep, deep, deep feeling that there's something deep within me that hasn't been pulled out that needs to be pulled out that like, I have no idea what it is, but it's like waiting for me to come out and I can smell it. And I can see it, but I'm not sure what it is yet, but it's coming. All right. So in conclusion, relationship anxiety is very real. It's very common. It is not only for romance, but it helps that if you are dating someone, you're usually much more romantically and intimately involved with them. And so when they activate those triggers, when they trigger the trigger, those are the moments where you need to pay most attention because it is showing you like what's truly happening in your love spectrum. Um, we usually have a better gauge of our love capacity in romantic relationships. That's just the math. So yeah, pay attention to what's going on in your your romantic life right now. Um, I think Venus is in Pisces. I think I'm not sure. Y'all know I talked about it in the last episode. Um, yeah, I'm so tired now. I'm going back to sleep, but, um, I'm glad I talked about this with you and I hope that you enjoy it. Um, I don't know how you can like, let me know if it resonates with you in any way, but like, let me know, like if these episodes like are making sense, you know, like, and if you're getting something from them and if you want me to like add anything or take anything away or like let me know like i'm so down to like make this better for you because i'm gonna do this anyway and y'all know it's gotten better like i have an introduction (laughs) so it's gotten significantly better but uh, you know it always improves so and i'm here for the feedback always i love it but yeah i hope this resonated with you i hope that you um can find your way out if you're experiencing the same thing as me Um, I'm definitely going to tap more into how to heal this spiritually and holistically um, 
and see if you know we can come to a point of like mastered understanding about ourselves and like i said at the beginning of the episode this year it's about love about unconditional love about higher conscious love and what it means to us as a collective and individually and this is comes this is a part of it like deal with your shit bro deal with your shadows and your darkness so you come out in the light and you can know who you are you can be confident and happy um and healed healing continuous i love you all enjoy the new moon and we'll talk soon see you on the other other side